Monday Night Raw podcast in the shadows. It's Blake doing the damn thing. WWE. It's a good job. Raw emanated from Little Rock, Arkansas, which was excellent crowd. Great people in the building. They were all into the matches and uh, the segments for the most part. When the action happened, they reacted. So that was really, really cool. Open up the show with a mosh pit mixed tag team match for the 24-7 championship. R-Truth, the champion, and Carmella was going to take on Drake Maverick and his wife, Renee Michelle. We already know Renee Michelle was in the... uh, May Young Classic, so it's pretty dope to, you know, have her get in ring, and I mean, they, they really uh, turned the 24-7 championship into, like, an official, you know, in-ring, you know, competition, Real, it was, it's real good, it's nice, and they had to open up with the video, well, excuse me, they opened up with the video package, real, real cool, I like that it's, you know, just giving a hilarious bit of uh, comical prestige to the championship, and they've got you know, excellent footage of all of the winners and losers and the whole gang. It's really good stuff. I, I enjoyed the opening segment. And uh, the match in itself was pretty crazy. They had the, you know, the body surfing. And Drake Maverick was trying to, you know, get back in the ring. We got in and uh, Renee Michelle and Carmella went at it real fast. It was just a, just a quick brawl between the two. No real uh, display of uh, wrestling capability. But, I mean, I guess there'll be time for it if they decide to have time for it. Because Renee Michelle, is t- she's, you know, she's definitely capable. And we'll just see how things continue. But uh, I think uh, R-Truth hit a roll-up, picked up the victory on Drake Maverick. Won the title, but as soon as the match is over, 24-7 rules were directly back in effect. And uh, these guys crowd the ring. And uh, Mike Canellis jumps in first real fast. Goes for the quick cover. And then turns into a giant dog pile. It was actually really good. Ref doesn't know what to do, so he just counts the three. And out comes Mike Canellis as the new 24-7 champion. It was really good stuff how they were able to make that happen. So, uh... Backstage, uh, Maria Canellis is banging on the door. Mike Canellis is running away from her, right? Runs into the uh, WWE referees or the officials' uh, locker room or changing area, I assume. And uh, yeah, she's banging on the door. He doesn't want to let her in because he thinks it could be someone else just faking. I think he said Carmella faking as, you know, his wife. Then she said, her line, I don't want to talk down on, <laughs> like, like Mike Canellis is, it, it was funny enough, you know, he said something that only, uh, only, only she could say to Mike Canellis, the father of her child, her unborn child, and her first child, I assume, but, um, good, good stuff, let her in, and then he laid down and took the pin. So now, Maria Canellis, the first lady of 205 Live, next to Alicia Fox. But I mean, you know, married. But either way, um, she she is now your new WWE 24-7 champion. And I think that's genius. Who's going to pin a pregnant woman? This, this, this really helps Mike Canellis. 
have, well, he can keep the 24-7 championship for, what, maybe the next seven months if she's too much pregnant now or how it works. I mean, I'm just talking in storyline. Anything can happen with the 24-7 championship. She's talking about going to the uh, OBGYN. So, uh, I think she said that's Thursday, so we could all stay tuned to our social media platforms uh, for some crazy action. Then, or maybe they might save it. We don't know. We'll just see how it uh, goes. But all in all, an excellent opening segment to Monday Night Raw, whom we all have heard uh, Paul Heyman had a lot more to do with as far as executively directing backstage. And I can say that Mr. McMahon did give the okay to some fairly cool stuff. I think it's really nice to see that, you know, his structure can, I don't want to, everything can be improved upon. But I mean, just the way he does things and then having these guys throw their spin on it and he's open to like, you know, the, you know, the creative enhancement. I think it's really, really dope that he's, uh, you know, willing to listen and it's being received in such a manner. And I mean, it's a learning process as everyone's going along. So yeah, it was a good opening segment. Next up, we had a gauntlet match where the winner would be taking on AJ Styles at SummerSlam. Bray Mysterio starts off with Cesaro, and we find out the next three were going to be, uh, who was it? Ricochet, Andrade, and Sami Zayn. Bray Mysterio picks up the, well, first of all, let's just say, Bray Mysterio and Cesaro had a real cool showing. Uh... I think that Cesaro was slightly late on some of the the, the whips from the Hurricanes that Ray was throwing out. But this isn't to say that Cesaro was doing a bad job. I think that Cesaro did an excellent job with a lot of the spots. It was just the Ranas because, you know, Ray is so short and Cesaro is no small man. It was rough trying to figure out a good spot where Ray was officially doing like like he was applying, I guess, the torque to the little turn on the Rana. But all in all, it was good stuff from them both. A little slide and dive was a little late. Ray landed hard on his knee, but it was a top move of the night for me. One of them, I thought that was just a really good spot. Cesaro hit a crazy-looking boot. Bananas. All in all, Ray picks up the victory, I believe, with a 619 and a frog splash. But that, well, that brings out uh, Sami Zayn. And some people are upset Cesaro took an elder Rey Mysterio, but Rey Mysterio is a legend. We want to see Cesaro pick up victories, so we'll see how uh, things continue to progress. Maybe we'll see him and Ray get used to each other in the ring for maybe another two, two, three weeks. Throw a stipulation two on it. Who knows? But um, Sami Zayn comes out. We know him and Ray had a little bit of beef from the Royal Reunion. And um, it, quick, quick roll up. <laughs> And uh, Ray picks up his uh, victory there. But I believe... Oh, yeah, so Andrade comes out, and they're fighting. Andrade picks up the victory after fair showing, but it was the main part of that was... Excuse me. Andrade ripping off Ray's mask. It rendered him, I don't say useless, but he was essentially immobilized. Couldn't fight anymore after the quick beat-up. And... Um, Brings out Ricochet for the save. So, oh yeah, Hamelock DDT on Ray for the victory. Uh, you can see Andrade definitely started uh, picking up some of the momentum just off of base of Ray's uh, fatigue. So it was very, very good. And Ricochet comes out for the save. Good stuff. 
Ricochet and Andrade uh, is our basic match for the number one contender spot for the United States Championship. These guys put on a, a great, great match. And uh, La Muñeca, uh, Selena Vega was uh, ringside, you know, coaching, directing traffic, and uh, getting the hand in a little bit as far as uh, interferences in the match went to try to help out, you know, our business associates, so our client, I know, if you will. So um, it was uh, really good. Uh, ultimately, while things were looking grim for our hero, Ricochet, he was able to pick up the victory through 630. Great look at 630, great spot. See that thing in slow motion. It's like, wow, he's really, he's really doing that in the air. Like, he's, he looks awesome, you know. Uh, hearing some uh, good things from some of the podcasters about Ricochet outside of his promo. I think that Ricochet could use some practice on his vocal inflections, you know, just going up and down, speaking with a little bit more of the aggressive tone, maybe being a little bit more of not, I don't want to be too arrogant, but you could be a little more confident, I don't know, I don't want, like, Ricochet seems like he's such a nice guy in real life, you know, and I think this is an opportunity for him, you know, to, you know, maybe be a little bit more of the uh the catchy character you know we'll we'll see you know time shall tell i think that ricochet does great but we do want to make sure that he can uh make people feel that energy that he brings in ring but on the microphone so all in all good stuff uh ricochet is gonna take on aj styles at SummerSlam, and we're going to have a good one there. Next week, go home show, so it's going to be, well, we'll see. A one-on-one promo, who's going who's gonna to pick up the win there? We'll, we'll just have to find out. But I know that I'm definitely anticipating Raw next week to see how this uh, continues to develop. The OC, Gallows, and Anderson, the Usos, and... The Revival go at it. Triple Threat Tag Team Championships are on the line. Good long match. Had a lot of had a lot of time between all three teams to, you know, get their stuff in, show off, you know, and, you know, really uh, tell that story of who wants the Tag Team Championships more. It was very good. Great superplex spot. That was one of the top spots of the match for me. Um, all three teams really just look good in there. OC pick up the victory. So now AJ Styles and his boas have essentially all of the championships on Raw. Uh, outside of the Universal Championship, which we shall get into. But very, very cool. I like, um, I like these guys with the, you know, championships. And we're going to see how the tag team division continues to reform itself. It'd be very, very interesting to, you know, continue to watch just how uh, Gallows and Anderson can do with the Tag Team Championships. We know that they're very entertaining. The WWE Universe has always liked them, per se. They did a cool little heel thing, uh, what, maybe two years ago against John Cena now. It was uh, good stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see how these guys are able to run with the Tag Team Championships. All right, Johnny Cole 
and uh, wait, Johnny was Johnny James and Cole Carter. I think that's the names. These guys are the two local enhancement talents that were lucky enough to experience the raid. They took on the Viking Raiders and uh, got completely demolished. I think that was a little obvious from the gate. Don't want to run these guys through too many of the main tag teams, so you continue throwing enhancement talent at them so the enhancement talent can continue to enhance these tag, well, this tag team. So Viking Raiders win, Viking experience. Didn't expect anything different from the 305, 305 Live guys. You know, like, it's, you know, good stuff. You do a lot of the back and forth pushing and, you know, aggression and just beating up people. So, uh, it's good. We'll see. We heard reference from commentary to these guys uh, going for the tag team championships one day. So, we'll see how Gallows and Anderson will be able to fare against them. But we haven't seen them take any, uh, like, we haven't seen them, like, losing yet. They haven't really been on defense as much per se they can move fast they got good moves they're strong so it would be very interesting and yes indeedy the uh, tag team division is totally taking uh, a new shape hold on moment of bliss uh nikki cross outside well nikki cross on stage with her their chemistry is growing they're they're starting to get really comical together I've always talked about liking an odd couple. This is the odd couple that was totally the odd couple. And I, uh, you know, I'm starting to grow quite accustomed to seeing them together now. So whenever it is they split, you know, the WWE Universe has been trying to call this for months ago. But we can see that WWE is actually attempting to develop a nice story here. And I'm liking where it's going so far. So I think it'll make for one excellent video package, depending on how long you know, they decide to continue with it. But I think that so far, so good. Moment of Bliss segment, Jesus Christ, had uh, uh, Bliss showing footage of Fit Finley in the ring before the show, uh, training the girls on, you know, how to, you know, you know, do the in-ring technique stuff, <laughs> you know, very good. Uh, you know, it's always cool showing Natty how to get out of the disarmor, though. And that's what's uh, important here because Natty and Becky are going to go at it. Now, Fit Finley was part of the reason, if we go back to the Royal Rumble, why Becky, in so many tenses, went in and won. I think Lana had an injury, couldn't do it. She was, like, number 29 to 30. We, are, we, we, we remember the Rumble. But um, that was uh, crazy because now Finley's showing Natty how to pretty much get out of the I mean, get out of... Uh, one of Becky's finishing maneuvers. And in comes Becky. Low blows fit Finley. And throws Natty in the disarmor. I guess she didn't know how to uh, get out of it. Maybe she didn't put it to practice. So there goes uh, Becky. Is Becky going heel? Is Natty still a face? I'm, I'm looking at, you know, they're going to... They're going to Canada. Now, maybe everybody in Canada isn't going to go crazy because Natty isn't necessarily from Toronto. But we'll see. You know, roll the dice. Uh, Becky is definitely looking more badass. I don't want to say she's a heel. But she has been coming across 
these past couple of weeks a little more as a heel. Like, I can understand, oh, no, when we're in the ring, we're not friends. I get that. That's fine. But, you know, Natty was starting off trying to be nice. So, Becky coming through saying, you know, like, you're keeping it real, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Like, we'll just have to see how the story continues to develop between the two. But uh, when Becky got in the ring, she got her hit back. You know, I mean, Natty hit her twice. You know, last week we were talking about how Becky's been just taking hits to the face. The very first day day Becky did, she got in the ring. Just socked her one good time and then locked in the disarmor. Excellent stuff. I thought that was just... (laughs) Oh, my God. It was good. It was good hit. But, um, yeah, very cool. Um, eventually, he's gonna, they get into a match. Uh, Becky and Alexa Bliss had a cool match. Not bad at all. Uh, Alexa Bliss fakes an ankle injury. This, start, this stirs up Nikki Cross. You know, they bought, I think they canceled out that match. Becky won. Even They had a, you know, match, though, so they did throw some. They did go through some physicality. And, um... Nikki Cross and Becky start doing the arguing off microphone before another match. Well, they're basically setting up another match. But good stuff. Uh, you could tell Becky was a little tired, so Nikki Cross came out on top visually there in the match. Becky Lynch, though, did pick up the victory with the manhandle slam. So uh, good stuff to Becky. You could tell that she has continued practicing and that's all we can ask for. I'm very proud. I'm not one to want to get complacent, and I know Becky isn't either, so I'm pretty sure that, you know, she's going to definitely uh, give us something excellent at SummerSlam against Natty because backstage, I believe, being interviewed by the lovely Kayla Braxton was Natty, and Natty challenges Becky to, uh, well, she could have challenged Becky to a submission match said she wouldn't or a match in general said she wouldn't but then thought back on it and said no you know what we do want a submission match and it's going to be the superior sharpshooter taking on the inferior disarmor submission match mat based technique Natty looked excellent against Ronda Rousey in the ring we know that Becky was uh yeah, she beat Ronda, or pinned Ronda at WrestleMania, and uh, Natty helped train her. We're going to have a really good match, potentially, between Natty and Becky. We know Natty could go in the ring. We didn't, we didn't see how Natty get in the ring. Uh, we've seen Becky really improving in the ring and having, you know, superstars that she's you know, one against. I mean, as far as Lacey Evans goes and a couple of other ones, we've seen her pick up victories leading into this from last year where she was on her streak. And then, you know, was it last year? Man, last year SummerSlam. But either way, where she, you know, really took her opportunity and made the most of it. Now we have the man Becky Lynch. So I'm excited for that one because it's not really going to be. Um, I mean, I love, we love hard hits. We love great impact. We love good moves, great stories told in ring. This one is going to be, oh man, I don't know. I just, I know that one is improving. I know one is great. So we're going to see how well they play off of each other. I have no pony in the race. 
You know, I don't even want to say who I think could win because anybody could win. Any one of them, you know, Natty. What would they do with the title is the real question, which would go into certain predictions. But I don't like necessarily spoiling that much, trying to look too far ahead into the product, even though some of it is fairly obvious. But we do get enough shocks. So, you know, this is why I enjoy the product differently than people. But whatever. Ultimately, uh, Natty challenged Becky to a submission match at SummerSlam. So we will see how Becky responds to that uh, next week on Monday Night Raw. Okay, now sometime last year, Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler were going back and forth a lot. And I mean a lot. To the extent that I even got annoyed. And I do not get annoyed with WWE. I don't complain like a lot of the entitled uh, decide to because, you know, they have a voice. I choose to be a little more responsible with whatever power I might have in the WWE universe. So I don't really think about the problems that everyone else tries to raise. We see what they're complaining about, but then there's certain things that it's very clear they don't understand. Now, we haven't seen Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler since uh, that last time. Not to say it was me that, you know, helped out or whatever. I think that WWE started to recognize the WWE Universe was thinking that the match was a little stale. So uh, they they put that one on ice for a little while. That's fine. We haven't seen them for a while. They were promoting it again. And the very first thing the WWE Universe does is complain about it. You see the entitled part we're speaking on? Come on. We haven't seen it in a while. There could be some dope storyline there. It could be a real angle. And there was because... When Seth Rollins, I think he got a super kick in when uh, HB, HBK, Shawn, Mike, Shawn Michaels, Dolph Ziggler, excuse me, was tuning up the band in some form of faux homage to HBK. Shouts to that entrance. He came out jumping with the hair and just, it was so hilarious. Nice little nice little touch they added to that was Seth Rollins actually looking shocked in the ring when HBK's music hit. Oh my God, is HBK coming out to, you know, sit on commentary and help, not help, but, you know, root Rollins on? It did look pretty, it, it, it was just funny the way uh, Ziggy decided to uh, come out. <laughs> it was a good entrance, just gold. But um, yeah, they had the match. Uh, Ziggy going for sweet chin. Rollins hits a super kick instead to counter. And when he's getting ready to go for the stomp, doing his burnt downs with the crowd, oh boy, Brock Lesnar's music hits. Out comes the beast. And he looked very serious. He's coming out, slow methodical, and literally just kicked ass. Suplex City, German suplexes all over the place, outside the ring in the ring F5 to the ring post I was scared for Rollins knee had flashbacks to Cena from all those many years ago in the added world what was that ruthless aggression era oh man and we know Rollins you know redesign rebuild reclaim you know he hurt his knee back then but um he was uh luckily he was not he didn't hit his knee he hit his rib cage freaking bananas that beatdown was a huge, huge beatdown. The chair shot, 
thunderous. You gotta hear it. That sh- it was crazy. It was something else. Uh, all the Germans, crazy. All of the uh, F5s to the steel chair. Man, that was next level. Steel chair standing and... I mean, it's literally opened up, and the back of the chair is, you can see how the chair was bouncing as Seth Rollins was landing on it, you can see the way it was moving, that these hits, the, the, this, this shit was real, and it, it did not look like it tickled, you know, it looked like Rollins was in genuine pain, obviously, and, uh, Brought out the stretcher for him, got him in the ambulance, and here comes Brock again, <laughs> more destroying. He, you know, he pulled the, the the stretcher out and slid it so far, it landed on some other vehicle, I believe. That was just great, brutal. <laughs> My God, look, Seth Rollins, the company man, clearly top of the company too right now. So. I don't know how many other people would be able to take an ass whooping like that. Maybe a lot of people would be willing, but to make it mean something like that, I think people, I think it got a level of sympathy on Seth, you know, to, you know, lead into SummerSlam two weeks away, streaming live on the WWE Network. But hold on, because if it didn't, oh boy, when I tell you, that F5 to the side of the stretcher, like, you could tell Rollins wasn't trying to like no punk because when he was sliding out, he did under the little, you know, safety buckles and looked like he was still trying to get up and fight. We just going to call it that. But that F5 to the stretcher was turned sideways. Man, Rollins landed on his hip so hard that we just hope that Seth Rollins is all right and good to go next week, Monday Night Raw. That was crazy. That you never want to see a superstar get seriously injured, and that that looked like Seth Rollins got not seriously injured, but he looked like he was hurt. I mean, not to take him off, not to put him on the shelf, but he like he got his ass kicked on that night of Raw. It was something else. Uh, you're gonna see they haven't really gone to the low blow. We know this is how Rollins picked it up in Mania. We don't know what's going to happen. This might be a real fight. We're just gonna have, it remains to be seen, but we're definitely anticipating how this all plays out. Definitely. Oh, man. And then we got the Samoan Summit. It was just a lot going on. Roman Reigns. <laughs> uh, Samoan ambush backstage. Samoan Joe and a revival. I think it jumped. Was the Usos come jump? Well, they jump at Roman. Usos come jumping in, and there's a whole brawl. They get out to the well. Samoa Joe go out to the ring. Oh, Samoa Summit canceled. Roman can't fight right now. Blah blah. Not just you know downplay Joe at all. But um, yeah. Let you really try. If you got some more, come on out. My man Rome wasn't trying to hear it. Took a little second. But he came directly out to the ring. 
Now, me personally, and I mean, this probably would have just been for my own personal entertainment purposes. This is not something I would necessarily want to see in the show because there could be complaints surrounding it. But as the, the moment Samoa Joe called Roman out, I'd have hit the music right then and there. And I mean, Rome was already walking briskly enough. Like, he was walking fast enough that we already knew he was coming out to kick some ass. Big Dog was about to, you know, do Big Dog things. But just, I think it would have just, like I said, it's just me. As soon as Samoa Joe called them out, here go the music. Then um, there it is. But, you know, he had to sell the, the beat down in the back. That was cool. It was fine. You know, like I said, I would still give it the same grade. I'm not, I wouldn't deduct any points. I enjoyed the segment in itself. Roman Joe getting the ring. They, or Roman getting the ring with Joe. They scrapping, they brawling. Or however it worked, they brawling. Move of the night for me was the, the still the still stairs. That toss. And, I mean, there was a lot of great moves of the night. And I, I'm totally going over. but Well, I've totally missed probably. But, hilariously enough... Those still stairs, man. Like we we had it all right with Strowman and the uh, the the what is it? One of the chairs from ringside, little soft little cushy chairs, rolling chairs. But Roman tossing those stairs at Joe, that was just great to me. It was a great moment. It's a cool little random spot, you know. Like, oh, it's chaos. But speaking of uh, chaos. We get uh, Drew McIntyre coming down to the ring to help out Joe. This brings out Cedric Alexander. Whoa, with these, you know, like these guys. This is this is really breaking down. I think this brings out uh, who's this? The OC, and it was just all kinds of craziness happening up the ramp. I think the Usos is out there too. Just all kinds of wildness. Uh, Cedric Alexander gets tossed behind commentary off stage and they fight the fight continues I believe they're getting ready to put uh, Roman through a table and out of nowhere I think that was when the Usos came through with the save for the the OC something like that it was just going to get crazy Cedric is on top of the Titantron or on top of one of the stage areas I don't know how he got up that high I don't think he skates with pirates and shouts to uh, <laughs> the Street Profits this week. I enjoyed it. I think they're doing a good job. Some people are saying they're annoying. Uh, they're, doing, they're doing what they can with what's given to them. And I think they're doing a fairly good job. I think they're... Uh, it, it's moments that they still could work on. They, I don't think they should try to overdo. You know what I'm saying? But uh, ultimately, I think they're doing a good job. But... Um, yeah, like, hold on, what is up with Dawkins and his, <laughs> him, like, I don't even know Dawkins always, yes, yes, like, what, <laughs> was he always interested in one of the WWE women talent, it's so funny, first it was Nikki Cross, then it's, uh, Maria Kanellis and, you know, talk about being pregnant with the second baby, Let's not make reference to the baby being his, y'all. I don't know about that. I'm no problem if we're making those jokes with Dawkins. Just, you know, 
I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know if we can do that. I don't know. We'll see how WWE try to pull it off if they pull the trigger on it, but whatever. Ultimately, at the end of it all, uh, but end of the show, though, we're going to close out the show for this week. We have uh, uh, the Usos getting Samoa Joe back in the ring. Usos has super, super kicks his stereo. And this sets up Roman for the spear. Roman looked great going into the spears. Ooh, I was excellent. Spear looked cool. Shouts to Joe. No one lost any matches here. So that was fine. It was just a chaotic brawl. Rome, you know, really just going with the crowd. We know how long the idea has been out there to have the crowd really cheer for Roman. Last night, that Little Rock crowd was so good, and they were really there for Roman, and I enjoyed just the sound, the feel, the energy in the room. It was really good stuff, you know? I personally hope that Mr. McMahon was happy with that reaction that he got from the crowd during that segment. So, that was Monday Night Raw. Smackdown Live tonight. I am definitely excited. Forget it now. I thought we was hoping it was going to be a different type of surprise. Well, I wouldn't say hoping it was going to be a different type of surprise, but we already know now. Sa- well, not, not Sasha. Whew! That was what I was thinking it might have been just for random sort. But no, Trish Stratus, Charlotte, we're going to see how they're able to make this a thing tonight. I think that's one of the things I'm looking most forward to. Uh, Randy and Kofi, I think they're just, I, I'm gonna, I'm waiting for the match to happen, you know, I'm not, I'm, everything else is cool right now, Bailey and Ember, how is that gonna, uh, you know, continue, where's Liv Morgan, we'll just see until, well, when she's ready to come back and, you know, be real, we'll, we'll see how it all goes, but I'm definitely looking forward to, uh, Charlotte and Trish Stratus, because this could be one of those good rubs that everybody always likes talking about as far as, you know, uh, legends putting younger talent over. Charlotte picking up a victory here would, uh, she could really be solidified as a, a future great. And I mean, she's great now. There's no question. There's no doubt, you know, in my mind and heart that Charlotte is a future Hall of Famer. Absolutely no question because she actually put in the work. It's not because of her lineage at all. It just so happens, you know, that she's the daughter of, you know, <laughs> the man himself. And I, woo, look, we ain't even gonna get started on this because I'm gonna get excited. But, well, so yeah, we're gonna say that for the night. Look, shout out to everybody to bring, bring you the podcast each and every week. Hey, go find Podcast Jesus and subscribe to his channel and the select version also. Shouts to everyone else that brings you the podcast each and every week. And, um, yeah, I will catch you guys tomorrow for SmackDown Live. Peace.